right, all right. It is Friday, August 13th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. I am Brandon Beliso, and welcome to Success Never Sleeps, where we take your questions as a small business owner, as a small martial arts school owner, and we try to help you cultivate the data you need to give you the answers you need to create your version of success. And I'm very passionate about that because success is a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And I believe as a consultant and a mentor and, and an influencer or whatever the title you want to give me today, it's really my goal not to tell you what you should do. It's really my purpose to inspire you through my example, through data that I'm able to cultivate, through my personal experiences, and help you do what? Create your version of success. And I believe that's what derails a lot of people in life and small businesses. You got a clear plan. You have a clear vision. You're executing it, but you may not quite be where you want to be yet. So you get doubtful. So instead of staying the course, the first thing you do is go, pew, and you listen to somebody else and you veer left. Then you're way off course and you got to spend all this energy getting back on course. But if you're super clear and not one of ego, but one of deep humility and clear purpose, and you're working towards that goal, nothing will derail you. Because if you have this clear vision and you're easily derailed, then I would have to go back and reevaluate that. Cool? So it's really important. That's what I love about this show, Success Never Sleeps, and what we cultivate. Um, I want to say thank you to all my sponsors, starting off with my studio. For me, simply the most innovative CRM system out there doing new and innovative things. And I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. The earmark of a great tech company is one that's always updating, always bettering their software because technology is changing at a breakneck speed. So it's really to our advantage to make sure that we're with a company that's constantly updating. And I know that can be inconvenient. I just went through another update in the Apple store, you know, and, and we had challenges. But we got it fixed. But that's the nature of the beast. And if you're not ready for that, then just get out those Rolodex cards and take attendance, you know, with Rolodex cards and just make an Excel spreadsheet. But if you want to innovate, if you want, if you want to automate your business, as we say, and that's not a bad word, when we talk about automation, we're talking about really, truly automating as much of those administrative things that you can and put the power in your client's hands to allow you to do what? Serve better. Kids love life skills. For me, the most innovative, advanced, and I'm going to say this, cultural-based life skills system. You want to make sure that whatever life skills you're teaching, it's interwoven into every thread of, of, of your existence, right? Everything from a buddy day to a class to talking to a parent in the waiting area, all the way around. I want to make sure that we are living, eating, teaching, preaching life skills, innovation all the time all the time. You can't simply paint discipline on the wall and say, we teach discipline or off the cuff decide, well, today I want to talk about focus and this is the way that goes. So really a system that fits any culture that caters to kids and are big on character development. LC Accounting, my sister, Letitia, I love her. I can tell you without her, I don't know where we would be through this pandemic. She takes good care of me. I can only speak for me and my businesses and what I do. And she is definitely a godsend. So if you're looking for a great bookkeeper, my sister is the one. And of course, Market Muscles, you know, I'm going to share my numbers today. We're about five weeks, six weeks into 
our Market Muscles website, and I'm going to share those numbers with you as well. Again, I love Steven Reinstein. You know, I'm going to say it like a son. He's a, just a good soul, and he genuinely cares. And it's as the saying goes, nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. That's so true. That's so true. I want to be with a company that cares about me, right? That's really going to make that effort. And again, the most innovative websites out there. Look at these people I align myself with. My studio, I love Tulay. Kids love life skills. I love Marco. I love my sister. I love Amy. I love Chris. LC Accounting. Again, I love my sister. Marco Muscles. I love Steven Reinstein. Can you love the people you do business with? Absolutely. It's more fun and you can really, really have an impact on everything you do. Cool. So I want to share that. So let's look at those numbers. I want to show those numbers with you. So we're 1.5 months with Market Muscles. And hey, hey, make sure you're sharing this. We're going to give away one month of our mentoring program. We're working on rotating curriculum. So you want to get involved in that. You know, rotating curriculum to me is definitely the food in our restaurant and is one of the reasons why um, both our schools are thriving through a pandemic. Remember, we've had the worst shutdown conditions in California, the worst. So we haven't been open since last May or last June, right? We're still running over 400 people online, close to a 200 people outdoors and maybe 100, 150 indoors. But here's our numbers in a month and a half with market muscles. Pretty good, right? Look at July. Millbury had 42 new students. San Francisco had 29. So far, we're halfway into this month, 29 in Millbrae, 15 in San Francisco. Wow, pretty crazy, right? But not so much. Millbrae, I think, is kicking butt because a lot of after-school people are starting to enroll. So that's why the numbers are just, you know, a little bit different. But I believe for any situation, 42 new students in a location is awesome. 29 is awesome, right? And there's this month so far, we're not even halfway into the month. It's only the 13th. Millbury has 29 new students and San Francisco has 15. Did I say that? 15. And that's one of the reasons why I believe you need to come out and join me for It's Time Live Change. It's going to be in November and I'm praying and hoping that, you know, the variants are down and we're doing better, but we have over 20 school owners coming out for the four-day experience. That's really our forte. It's a retreat. Like Jason Smith says, after coming to It's Time Live, you know, it's pretty much jaded him for any other martial arts event that he goes to. So needless to say, It's Time Live Change. I got Sam on coming out. Now, this is a really important strategy. Not every school owner wants multiple lo locations right? Not every school owner wants to own multiple locations. There's a lot of logistics there. There's a lot of challenges. Sam on is living proof, 120 students, moderate location, right? And this man is a multimillionaire. He learned decades ago to take the money he makes and he invested it responsibly with discipline into the market. And he's cultivated that into multi-millions of dollars. We hear this story all the time, right? Janitor dies and has $8 million. Smart. He makes this much. He spends this much. He saves. It's really that simple of a strategy. Just where do you save? You don't want to leave it in a checking account. That's nothing. You don't want to put it in a freaking CD. Your best bet will always be the market. Always, always. And certain stocks do better than others. I'm a big Apple guy, so I own a lot of Apple stock. I own a lot of Disney stock. See, but but those are my favorites, but they're also, you know, one of the top 10. So Sam will be here for It's Time Life Change. You need to be here. We only have seven spots left for the four-day event. If you want to really change your life personally and professionally and hit 2022, boom, hard in the face, 
get signed up for It's Time Life Change. Thank you, Marco, for putting that in there. We have one day, two day, and four day. I appreciate you, sir. Now, this is a big one. It got a little cut off when I did the slide, but I want to share this one with you because I know these people personally. They're one of my clients. I love Ashton. Ashton is a good man. He's a good man. So I want to pre-frame it with that. Ashton loves what he does, and he's a good soul. So, I, I mean, there was a lot of controversy when he posted, but I'm going to kind of summarize it. A new teenage student was defiant in class, right? I told him he would have to do push-ups if he punched the Wave Master kicking bag after I asked him not to. He looked me in the eye and punched it several times. So Ashton made him do push-ups. So the end result was he went home, the grandmother called up, wasn't happy with it, felt, you know, that wasn't the best way to handle it. They quit and she asked for a refund. Well, maybe that was this young man's goal. Maybe this young man's goal was, hey, you know, if I act up and I get kicked out, you know, or, or I, you know, I can stop doing martial arts. That's irrelevant. That part is irrelevant. What, what, I, what I can only do is from my own personal experience, share with you what I think about that. Now, there's a huge difference, and Philip Payne said this, so I, I, I want to just add to that. Let me move this out of the way. And hey, I see lots of people coming aboard. As you come aboard, please, please, please tell me who you are, where you're tuning in from. Who do we got here? James, what's happening? James Ricardo, what's happening? Ricardo, sir. Welcome, welcome. And if you come aboard, tell me who you are, what school, where you're from and what school you're entered into our drawing as well. Yeah? All right. So let's get into this one. So... Long story short, the kid quit and wanted a refund. Now, there's a huge difference, and I agree with Philip on this one, between disciplining somebody and teaching them self-discipline. Now, again, I'm going to use my experience. My father was my teacher. When I started martial arts at five years old, my father was my instructor. My father was military, Korean War. He was a disciplinarian. So for him, it was about disciplining me. I fought for almost 20 years. He was my coach on top of it. So he told me what to eat, when to sleep, how many times to kick, what to do in a ring. And if I veered left or right of that at all, I was punished severely. And it was always on the mat predominantly. So if I remember at a tournament, I won the... Um, internationals, I believe it was, but he was upset at me because I didn't follow his game plan, right? I'm a left-handed fighter. My daddy's a right-handed fighter. So he always tried to get me to fight like a right-hander, but backstory back in those days in the late sixties, if you were left-handed, you were punished for being left-handed. The nuns would hit me with a ruler because I was supposed to be right-handed. There was a time and Google it. They killed left-handed people. They thought they were witches. So when I would fight in the ring, it just, it wasn't happening. So I would always turn to the left to score points. So one tournament, I won first place, but because I defied him, I didn't do as he said, he took my first place trophy and in front of maybe I don't know how many thousands of people were in the Long Beach arena. I did push-ups while he stood over me. That's an act of discipline. Is it egotistical? I don't know how you want to define that, right? Somebody said, and, and I respect that, and, and I told him that, that you should have made him do push-ups. You must set the precedent. This is your school. You're the instructor, and I'll be damned if, if I'm going to veer from my course, you know, for some teenager. That's one school of thought. 
That's one school of thought. And I'm sure my papa would agree with that school of thought. But for me, I woke up at 18 years old. I had been disciplined my whole life. Discipline. And discipline for me breeds fear. Breeds fear. Because if I did not stay in that little box my father created, then I was always punished. Punished. He called it you're being disciplined. And that's why when I woke up at 18, I had no self-discipline whatsoever. Zero self-discipline. And so for pretty much the next five, six years, I stumbled and fumbled through life trying to find my own inspiration, my own motivation, my own self-discipline. So instructors, I want you to be extremely mindful of that when we're deciding, are we going to discipline our students or teach them self-discipline? Okay. Now for Ashton, I don't know if there's a right or wrong here. It's just an opinion, right? One guy had one opinion, said, you rocked Ashton. You did it. I had a different opinion. All the, when the day's done, neither of us feed you, clothe you, or pay your rent. You've got to make that decision for yourself. Okay. So in a Western culture, help me out on this and put it in the comments. Okay. When, when you think of discipline in a Western culture, put it in the comments, tell me what you think. When you think of the word discipline, what does that bring to mind? What does that instantly trigger in your mind? Okay. I, I want you to put it in there. Cool. So there I was at 18 years old, stumbling and fumbling through life. And I'd always been disciplined, but my father had never empowered me with self-discipline. And for me, there's a huge difference between discipline and self-discipline, right? And I do believe people that discipline people are very egotistical. People who discipline people rationalize their behavior, right? My father would beat us as an act of discipline and then go buy us ice cream, right? Or we've heard that one growing up being disciplined. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Well, no, it doesn't. You're not the one being whipped, right? Or you're not the one being told to do push-ups in front of everybody, so I've got a long history of being disciplined from my earliest childhood memories up until I left home. So for me, personal experience, I do not believe in disciplining people. I simply do not. I do not at all. I believe if I want to inspire the love of learning, the love of learning, then truly I as a teacher must be a servant to that student. I am a servant to my community. And see, that doesn't mess with my confidence. That doesn't mess with who I am as an individual. I know who I am. I've spent 59 years cultivating who I am and what my purpose is. So, you know, to sit there and grab a mop or to sit there and, and, and work with a parent or have a kid look at me and, you know, be defiant, I don't take that personally. It means nothing to me because I know who I am. So, the, so that's the big thing I, I would be very mindful to check as an instructor and a business owner where nobody tells you what to do, when you administer an act of discipline on the mat, are you doing it to satisfy your ego? Or this is my house, my rules, do it my way? Or are you truly there to serve your community? Two different cultures completely. And you can make the choice what culture serves you best. Again, I don't pay your rent. I don't feed your family. Who cares what I have to say? Who cares? So you need to make that decision and only you can make that. So what would I have done in that case? First of all, I would have pre-framed things probably a, a differently. And honestly, temptation, you put a bag in front of somebody, what do you expect them to do? 
hug it. You put bags down there, get ready, ready to do a drill on it. And this person hits this bag be- while you're trying to explain something. And they're a brand new student. I would never, ever, ever tell them, punch it again. And you're going to do push-ups. Never. They're a new student. They don't know the yin from the yang. And I'm going to tell you in our school, we have no rule sheets. Zero. I would like to give everybody coming to the door that, that type of confidence that I believe you're a big kid and we can all play together. So you don't see rule sheets. We don't sign. When we first started, I swear, because this is what I was told to do. I had a rule sheet that was two pages long and you had to sign it and turn it in because you're agreeing to this, this, this code of honor. We had signs hanging everywhere. Don't use your cell phone. Don't do this, do that. And I remember in San Francisco one time I looked around and went, this is yucky. This is really yucky. It's just a bunch of stop, sit down, don't do this, don't do that. So I really rethought that for me. You know, I wanted to really rethink that, right? And really, really think that. Let's see what, what they have to say here. Hey, what's up, Master Morris from Barrington Martial Arts, Barrington, Illinois. Yep, Conrad, you're right. So going back to that question, discipline is must misunderstood as obedience, right? When you think about discipline, people think about being punished. People think about, that's all I think, you know, disciplinary action. I'm going to discipline you. Whereas in Eastern culture, discipline is wonderful. People love living a disciplined lifestyle, right? At 59, I love living a disciplined lifestyle. That works well for me. So really what I'm trying to inspire in my students through the love of learning is to cultivate self-discipline. And that's the key word, self. If we do our job well, everybody should go out into the world, our kids, our students, and create an amazing life for themselves. Because there's going to come a point, because I have an older son, where we have no say. Imagine that, Marco. You have no say in what Christian does. That's so far away, right? But I want you to really think about that. I have an older son. I don't tell him what to do. He does what he wants. You know, I give him advice if he reaches out to me, but ultimately it's his space. It's his race. Now, going back to me, 18 years old, I didn't know what the heck to do. I was so undisciplined in everything because I went crazy. I went from being totally disciplined to running amok because I had no self-discipline. So I think we want to be extremely mindful of that. Right, Ricardo? Clear expectations instead of rules. I love it. Preframed in a positive manner, such as respect and help each other. I love it. I love it, sir. Great. And that's it. I mean, what do you want to cultivate? And I grew up, again, my dad was military. You know, it was Beliso Karate School. And it was all about his ego. Because I experienced, I was at the end of the stick. He was shaking constantly. It was not inspiring. Everything was fear-based. Do as you're told or 10 push-ups right? You would come late to class. My father would have you sit like this in the corner until you were acknowledged and allowed into class, or you'd have to do push-ups. Okay. And I remember having that conversation with my father before we, we went in our different directions with, with our schools. I said, daddy, the kid doesn't drive. Why are we punishing the kid? Well, the parents should know better. The parent needs to understand. Then I said, Tell the parent to do push-ups. And he just looked at me, goes, well, what's your point? That is my point. The child is not responsible for getting there on time. It's the parent's responsibility. Yet, the child is singled out and made to do push-ups. 
you know, or sit in the corner in a horse stance. I saw one guy posted, if you forget your belt, okay? Now, this is, this is how extreme people get with their disciplinary actions, which, again, I think is very egocentric. He takes a pink belt, soaks it in water, and then freezes it in a refrigerator. So if you come to class and you forgot your belt, you have to wear this frozen pink belt, the whole class, which is going to thaw and make your uniform wet and all that. Think about that. Think about that. For me, that's ludicrous. And I choose not to do that. Now, you're speaking to a person that leads a very disciplined lifestyle. I've owned businesses since my mid-20s. I've been very successful in all of them, failed in some. But overall, my life, nobody tells me what to do but the IRS, right? Think about that. So I have to wake up every day and live in self-discipline. I'm going to tell you, because of the yin to the yang, I've been on both sides of this to extreme, right? Disciplining people does not work. It's very temporary. And unless they're under your thumb 24 7, 365, they will never be empowered to walk a path of self discipline. Now, I know that's a little long, but I want to give that to you because I was that child in the martial arts being disciplined. I was that teenager in the martial arts being disciplined who went out into the world on his own with no self discipline. And I was lost for a while. And I believe anybody that's strictly disciplined. Nothing more, never empowered with self-discipline, will have to walk a similar path. Are we good? Are we good? And with that said, I love you, Ashton. You're a good soul. Only you and Jason decide what works for your school. Okay? Yeah, that's a big one because that runs around our industry in many different forms, right? A lot of different variations, a lot of different forms, you know, and there's so much controversy with that. And then that's the last thing I saw on that thread. I'll be damned if anybody's going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. He's defiant. Who says? Maybe he's just got gumption and he questions Big Brother. You know me. I question Big Brother 24-7, 365. I always challenge the status quo. I'm always cultivating my own path, my own journey. That to me is the earmark of a great teacher, a great teacher empowers people, inspires people to create an individual, right? You walk into a class, you see a bunch of minions like this. I'm a minion. How many push-ups? Yes, sir. Jump how high? How many kicks? What is that? What is that? It feeds your ego. That's all it does. Make no mistake. And I'll challenge anybody on that because I've been on both sides of it. Cool? All right. Hey, we got this really great podcast, two of them now, for Success Never Sleeps, of course, and another one called Mindful Meditations. And I want to thank Medicine Girl. Medicine Girl left us a great review for my Mindful Meditation. I want to thank you for that. If you dig this show, you listen to the podcast, can you go to these different platforms and write us a review? We'd greatly appreciate it if you could do that. I would be humbled. I'd be uber, 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 uber grateful if you do that for me. Cool? All right. So here's another one. This, this we've seen everywhere in our industry. Let me grab something to drink. So people, because of what's happening with um, China, they're having a hard time getting uniforms. We just found out we couldn't get boards for our black belt tests. We normally get them from one of these martial arts vendors. They won't have boards until September. We know people that can't get uniforms for months and months and months. So that's a reality. And so, yes, Ricardo, everybody is having challenges finding uniforms. But again, be a visionary. 
we were stocking up on uniforms foreseeing that things were going to open back up and grow. We have never had a shortage of uniforms. Never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. Now we're placing orders for uniforms way in advance, anticipating it might take triple the amount of time it normally does. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But make sure you have enough on hand. So I think the better question, Ricardo, is what is going to be our plan of action? What is going to be our plan of action? Well, I went to Amazon. They have uniforms, right? It's better than nothing. And, and, and that's what I mean. It's better than nothing. Mine that data. We use several suppliers, several, and they're all having challenges. But for example, we needed uh, the belts that we use that are a white belt with a yellow stripe on it. We went to our vendor and they said, we're out of stock. We won't have them till September. We went to another vendor. They had it. So did I get two of them? No, we got 48 of those belts. So now we're stocked up. So you want to be mindful. I think if anything, we need to shift our mindset as this is a brave new world, Ricardo. And we really need to look at the fact that, yes, there are going to be challenges with shipping. Yes, there's going to be shortages. Look at the iPhones and the computers, right? Because of the uh, microchips. There's a shortage of those too. And this is going to go on for a while. You know, as the China and U.S. go at it like this, I believe this is going to be an issue for a while. Should we start looking to other sources like Pakistan? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But my loyalty to the different vendors that I use, will we'll go to them first. And if we keep, keep getting the door shut on us, Ricardo, then we'll look to other sources. But in the interim, I believe at the minimum, we should try to get white belts and t-shirts. Those two things we should try to cultivate, right? Have a school t-shirt you can give them and white belts. At least that. I believe you can find white belts anywhere. You can find a uniform, I mean, a t-shirt you can have printed. That's still available. That can still be done. What we do for pants, I don't know. I don't know. But they're out of stock everywhere. So we need to find alternatives. Just like we pivoted into this pandemic with virtual, we pivot again. And that's the earmark of a successful person, Ricardo, right? Is you're mining data, you're trying to find out how, how, do I, how do I get this, right? How do I get more uniforms? Hey, Jim and Connie, what's happening? Good to see you here. Maximum Martial Arts in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah, so Jason, I think you handled it well. You know, I know Jason was criticized for this, going back to that, my long-winded thing about discipline. Jason said they were grateful for the time we had with them, and we gave them a full refund. We also told them if we can help them in any other way, we are grateful to help. You know, and I think that's really important. That's real important, that no matter what, accountability is important, right? But it gets to be an ego thing. I'm right, you're wrong. This is my way or the highway. That's not a relationship of value for anybody, right? I've been married 14 years. It is never always my way. And it is never always my wife's way. It simply isn't. And we're both okay with that. Because what are relationships? Give and take give and take. So Jason, I do think you handled that well, right? The grandmother wasn't there. She's getting secondhand news. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. They've made their decision. All you can do is humbly apologize, learn from it, take full accountability and move on. That's it. 
But I think what's also important in that, my team understands that. Sometimes it's not that we're not backing them up, right? We're not backing up their decision. We're just simply following our brand absolute of service. That's all. That's all. But I love my team. I support my team. And it's super important that they don't feel devalued through that, Jason. Does that make sense? It's very important my team never feels devalued when we make decisions. Right? You, 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 because I could see that, right? I'm giving this refund, apologizing. The team, my team members going, oh, man, they don't got my back, right? Please pre-frame that well and let them know that. I back you up. This is just our policy. We want to stay true to service. If the client felt we didn't serve them well, we give them a refund. We call it a day. And then what can we learn from this? So I think that's the more important part because, you know, Ashton's a gift. He's a gift. What's up, Steph? Purpose Martial Arts out of Shermansdale, PA. What's happening? Man, lots of people sitting there. Please tell me who you are. Look at that. Oh, you guys can't see it. There's a lot of people sitting up in, in, in the eye in the sky, as I call it. Want to make sure I'm not missing any questions. Yeah, good, Jason. He also said we sat down, me and Ashton, we talked about different management techniques and talking with the team and his family using the disciplined student-parent handout. Ultimately, we apologize for education. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Hey, Eric, what's up, Eric? Jeremy McLeod from England. Me and Jeremy had a nice talk the other day. Good soul. Good, good soul. So we got the UK in the house. Yeah, we see a lot of people share today. Please put in hashtag shared in the comments to be entered into our drawing to get one free month of our mentoring program. All right, right now we're on rotating curriculum. Rotating curriculum is where we are going to be. We're going to be on rotating curriculum for the next uh, month or two, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get people to thoroughly understand. Uh, we're not meeting today for the group mentoring. We're going to do it next week. I want you to watch that webinar, Rotating Curriculum 6.0. Right, study the two Zoom uh, gatherings we've had so far in rotating curriculum. Look at the grid I posted in the mentoring group and start getting on it. All right, because I really want you to understand that rotating curriculum revolutionized what we do, and it's one of the reasons I believe we went from in person to virtual seamlessly. Our curriculum is tight. It's tight. It's so tight, and I think that's really important. So. Everything's month to month with that. I think it's like 99 bucks a month. If you don't dig it, bail out at the end of the month, right? And that's who I am. If I can't earn your respect, if I can't earn your service, then I don't deserve it. I've always felt that way. And that's the, the earmark of our culture. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. So put those questions in the comment. I love questions. All right. So what's the best way to promote new programs for back to school, for back to school, right? New programs. So when you say new programs, that was my only question there, right? What's the best way to promote new programs for back to school when you want to educate the parents and gain interest? You know, that type of question for me, it's for me, it's such a grassroots thing. I believe consistency is the key. And, and, and we, we, we talked about that at the beginning of the broadcast today. I must consistently 
promote new programs. And so what you want to do is make sure you have your calendar mapped out. And if it's something like my excellent kids program, it's like this. It's like an irrigation system. I don't want to just turn on a hose and flood the front yard. No, I want to set up sprinklers, put them on a timer and let them just do their thing, right? Do their thing. It's the same thing here. You should constantly promoting your programs at your Google business page, constantly promoting it in the waiting area of your school, constantly promote it at any public event that you do, constantly promote it when you do a school talk. So if when you say new program, is this something that you've never done, right? Is it a news program just for back to school? Is it something that's going to become, you know, part of your regular norm? Those are other variables that I want you to consider. But again, David, I want you to try to shift that mindset and say any program is something I should be promoting consistently. Now, what's the best way? There's no best way. I think it's, it's really about more than the best way. I think it's about being clear, very, very clear on who you are and why you do what you do and cultivating that message that's consistent around it. Ours is simple. We are one, a community dedicated to serving you in every moment to live your best life. The class ends. We're bowing out the class. Class, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life, sir. We pick up the phone. Live your best life at One Martial Arts. Brandon speaking. So we have a very clear why, David, and we live, teach, and preach it constantly. I was... Campers were going home yesterday, and we're talking to a mom about our excellent kids program. I see a kid in, in, in the playground, you know, and I have my kids out there. We talk about excellent kids, right? Any opportunity, but it, again, it's a mindset, and it's something that's, that's interwoven into the strategy of what we do. So there isn't the best way. There's many ways. Right. I don't market one way to 70 people. I market 70 ways to 70 people. And I don't believe one is better than the other. So when we hear that kind of stuff, oh, Facebook's better than Google. Da, 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 da. That's why the ROI on marketing is so low. I think it's still like 1% return. That's crappy. That's, those are crappy odds and crappy percentages. Yet we embrace it because it's realistic. So a new program, what's the best way? All the time. What's the best way? With a very clear message. What's the best way? Be consistent. What's the best way? Make sure that when that consistency, you don't have one message here, a different message there, a different message there. You're consistent in all of that. Cool? I hope that helps. All right. So let's see if we got any questions. Put your questions in. I love questions. Good stuff. It's getting better every week. All right. I'm glad Ashton knows that because tell Ashton I got his back too. Okay, Jim and Connie. Okay, going back to that other question about uniforms. Jason Smith saying we had black jogger pants and you can print your logo on them as well. Yeah, that may be a way to go. You know, we actually had that discussion because we're outside teaching, right? And wearing a, I've, I was, when I grew up, you never went outside with your uniform on or your belt. Big, big, big no-no. Big no-no. And one time I, I posted that I was in Pete's Coffee and this woman walked in, a woman, and she was in a full uniform with her red belt. And I took a picture of her while she was waiting for her coffee. And I said, what do you guys think of this? And, you know, a bunch of instructors said it's super awesome because it promotes the school. That's one school of thought, right? I was taught growing up, you never wore your uniform outdoors with your belt. So when we teach, I wear a 
a pair of black joggers with my black belt for identification and a one martial arts t-shirt. So as we move and we grow, that might be something we consider, especially now in this brave new world where all bets are off. Maybe it's time we reinvent our uniforms and come up with something more contemporary, cool and hip, right? Taekwondo did it for the Olympics. Who knows? Who knows? So yeah, I think the black joggers are cool. Jim and Connie, uh, Ginter is saying we actually went to shorts with our logo this summer. It was a win-win. Students love the idea and they're, yeah, on and on. Sure. James, how do you handle the students who are late? Well, I think already, and I witness this a lot, you know, often when the child is late, the student is late, they already are embarrassed and bummed out. The parents not because they're out there still parking the car. So I think you'll, you'll see that. And then you'll see the parent come in late with the kid. And the kid doesn't want to get on the floor. I had this happened on Monday. Okay. A camper, right? She was old enough. So we let her get ready for class and told her to go in the dress room and, and we're doing the warm ups. Then I hear from this dressing room, somebody screaming at the top of their lungs. And I come over, I knock on the door and she opens it and she couldn't tie her uniform. But what it was more than not being able to tie her uniform, she said, I was late for class. And to me, that's just one of those aha moments when I sit there and remind myself that it's already a huge bummer, right? It's a huge bummer when nobody, when somebody's late, because I understand, and we all understand that make no mistake. We all understand that, that if you're on time, you're late. We understand that. So imagine for a child how embarrassing that is and how horrible that is. So if somebody is late, James, we welcome them into class. I'm sorry I'm late. How often have you heard that? That's okay. We're grateful you're here. Let me tell you about get into class, right? If it becomes chronic, chronic, and we've had that too, then we'll actually pull the parent aside and say, ma'am, is there anything we can do to support you? Um, we notice that Johnny hasn't made it on time to class versus Johnny's late all the time, right? We'd really love Johnny to be on time for class. Is there anything we can do to support you? Because we don't want him to miss out on his learning. Cool. And again, I got no challenge with that. I know who I am. I'm the guy in black. You know who I am all day long. It doesn't compromise my self-worth. I don't get all messed up in the head because I have to be kind to you because you're late. Or, or you can make them do push-ups. Make them sit in the corner in a horse stance and then single them out when you stop the class and let them join. You can do that one too. It's your call. It's your business. It's your space. It's your race, right? Me personally, James, if it becomes chronic, and I think that might be more what I'm hearing, I'd sit down with the parent and see what I could do to support them. You know who I learned that from? Rudy Mick. Rudy Mick was brilliant in that, right? He said, here's a, and, and he works with restaurants predominantly, but he's a big communications guy. All right. You have an employee that's been late three times in two weeks. Hey man, you're always late for work. You need to be on time or it's really important so we can fulfill our purpose of helping people live their best life that we're on time for our shift. I noticed you've had challenges with that over the past couple of weeks. Is there anything we can do to support you? 
I do believe you get a lot more with honey than you do vinegar. Now, are there, are there those moments? Absolutely. Two kids are out there ready to punch each other. And I went straight out there with a stern voice and said, sir, what should we be doing right now? That's in the moment of battle. You've got to make those types of calls. That's different than a well-thought-out culture with policies and strategies that you constantly work at and work at to create a better environment, a better environment. And that's important. You see where I'm going with that? So I don't believe there's a right or wrong, James, at all with that. I just think it's case by case. And it's the policy is we want everybody to be on time. The policy is if you're not on time and you're late, we're going to welcome you into class. The policy is if it's chronic, then maybe we'll approach the parents in, in a loving, thoughtful way and see if they can do another class time so the child's on time. You know, we had, we had a different situation, but the kid was always, he goes to the bathroom during the warmups, always, freaking always. I don't mean sometimes, always. It's like the minute it's time to do push-ups, can I go to the bathroom? And so we, we, we sat with the parent and said, um, could you possibly make sure your child goes to the bathroom before class? Because we've noticed, you know, anytime we're in the warm-up that they tend to want to go use the bathroom and we want to make sure they get their fitness so they're healthy and strong. And the parent was cool with it and they supported us. Yeah, I noticed that too, right? All right, ooh. Conrad, we dropped push-ups for being late 10 years ago and never blamed the kid for being late. Yeah, absolutely. I think push-ups are awesome. Push-ups help me be strong. And if a kid associates push-ups with punishment, we're done. But where did that whole push-up thing get glorified? The military. Drop and give me 10 push-ups. Right? My dad was military. His answer was push-ups all the time. All the time. Steph. Here's Steph's wisdom. If I may throw some wisdom into this, don't do what my instructor did when I was a kid. He made me fail my green belt twice because of my bad attitude. When I asked why, he said I was constantly late. Well, my mom got off work at 4.30 p.m. and class were every Friday at 5.30 p.m. There was no way on this planet we would ever be on time. I felt like crap and I was made the scapegoat for something that was out of my control. There you go, right? Cat, I've made a few kids that always do bathroom during stretching. Yeah, I've had a few kids that always do bathroom during stretching too. Yep, yep. Related, we've had to have the bathroom cleanliness talk recently for the younger kids who don't have great aim. I tried to make that a very friendly and non-singled out discussion. Yeah, but they're kids. You agree with me, Cat? You know, there are full-grown men who don't have good aim. Full-grown men. Is it something we amplify and discuss or it's something we accept as that's just life? There's not a single kid I don't know, right? That's not going to sit there and say, yay, right? There's not a single kid. There's not a single kid, not a single kid, right? So again, how do you set that up? I know there's some things out there where you can put a little target. There's an actual target that goes in, you know, in the bowl for kids to aim at. Google it. I, I think it's maybe you can find it, Marco. That might be a good thing, right? And then you put a little sign. Who can hit the target? Right? I mean, there might be a million ways to do that. We pre-frame it before every class. Before we start, now is the time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but our classes are moving so fast. 
We don't have time to pre-frame that. Oh man, there'd be a whole long line. As soon as the kids walk in the door, walk in the door. Hey, how you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Class starts in a few minutes. Make sure you, you know, disinfect your hands, maybe use the bathroom, get ready for class. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I, I, I believe it. Just Marco, look at it really quick. Google that Marco. I believe there's a target you can buy that goes in the toilet. I really do. I really do. I, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. Cool. I love the input. I love your questions. I love your feedback. We are a collective, right? I encourage everybody to join us at the disruptors group. Um, and at that disruptors group, you'll always get kindness. You'll always get, but Hey, if you're a butthead, I'm going to love block and delete you. You know, there's a lot of people that love the keyboard warrior stuff and I'm not going to change you. Right. When somebody writes like a three-page soliloquy about why they do what they do in their school, I would encourage them to go back and teach. If you got all that time to write a three-page soliloquy at some social media page, I'm challenged by that. And that's me. That's just me. But the Disruptors is such a cool group of people. We're mining new and innovative ways to do things. And for all the consultants and people selling products, give us content first. If all you do is sell me stuff at the Disruptors Group, I'll kick you out because it's really about Gary V mindset, benefit, 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 sell. And we should be doing that in our business, right? We're really about promotion. And then when I say promotion, I mean promoting the culture, promoting the values. We don't even have an office. We don't have a program director. You do the trials through the app. After the class, we say, thank you. Hope you loved it. If you'd like to sign up for membership, please do so through the app. That's empowerment. I love that sense of empowerment, right? It's no different. I, I, to me, everything's a relationship. Now, I've been married 14 years, but there's nothing cooler, you know, back, back, back in the day, back in the day, right? Where you sit there, you meet somebody, right? You dance with them, you have fun, buy them a drink and all that. And then you say, it was really awesome meeting you and you walk out. Oh yeah, without asking for a number or anything. Kool-Aid. My sister's laughing at me. I know it. But, you know, that's so cool, right? And it's like putting your money where your mouth is. You teach this amazing class. You empower this child. It's a great experience. You want to sit there and let them sit with it. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let it there. No, right now, if you sign up today, you get $150 off. No, if you sign up today, I'll waive their enrollment fee. And if you sign up today, I'll give you a uniform, right? Or Hey, I know you're not ready to sign up. Just give me a check. The uniform's 55 bucks. Write a check for 55 bucks. Here's the uniform. If you try not to sign up, bring it back and I'll rip up the check. Ugh. That's so, that doesn't work for me. It simply doesn't. If you believe in what you do so much, let them walk out the door and make that decision for themselves. Cool? Let them make that decision for themselves. Spend the time, effort, and money on cultivating your culture, bettering your systems, bettering your curriculum, preparing your team, creating that Disney experience. That to me is where the time, effort, and money should be. Because with all humility, I can't serve everybody. I'm not always a good fit. Some guy walked into the other day and you could tell, you know, he had the cauliflower ears and the tats and it's boom, boom, right? You know, hey, is this an MMA, blah, blah, blah? I said, no, we're not. You know, we're really about life skills and kids and, and this is what we do. But if you're looking for that, there's this gym that I would highly recommend, right? It's super important with all humility to recognize what we do well and what we don't. 
right? Well, yeah, we're going to teach you to kick and punch because I'm so desperate to sign you up. I'm going to lie and say, yeah, we're kind of like MMA. We do teach kicking and punching. Yes, we do, right? And then once you get them in there, I, I don't want to do any of that. Do not spend your time and energy perpetrating a fraud or even worse, trying to fit yourself in a mold that compromises your culture and belief system. So going back to that other thing, if you want to make people do push-ups, if that's your culture, rock it. That is not our culture, but it doesn't mean your culture of making do people do push-ups is better than mine. You say potato, I say potato. You say tomato, I say tomato. I wouldn't spend any time in that discussion with anybody. It's not worth it right? Continue down your path of cultivating the environment you believe best serves your community. Cool? Ooh, lots of conversation. Ooh, look at Jason. We have had that happen this week. We have had six new enrollments just by doing what we do best and teach the best class we have ever taught. David. Hey, David. Yes, I did answer your question, David. You better go back and watch that, sir. Yep, the replay will be up and the podcast will be available in about an hour. Bingo. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. Thank you, Marco. Cool. Yeah. I hope everything is going good out there, David. So we still got a few more minutes. If you got questions, put them in there. I'm going to take a commercial break here. I want to hop in here and thank my sponsors once again, my studio, Kids of Life Skills, LC Accounting, and of course, Market Muscles, right? I love all of them. They're amazing people. And that's really what life is for me. It's about the relationship. And if the relationship doesn't work, I'm happy to let a family go. I, I thank a student when they quit. I don't take it personally. I don't get all bent out of shape. I don't call them a quitter. I don't say, what kind of parent are you? None of it. You always want to leave that door wide open. You know, when you, you behave from those type of tactics, when you go into the shopping mall and you see that former student and they jet the other way. That's one way. I prefer when I walk into the shopping mall, that kid runs up to me and I go, hey, how's soccer been going? Because I know he quit our school to do soccer. I hope it's a lot of fun. You having a good time? I'm the one who walks up to that student. Absolutely. No, I am the master. You must kowtow to me. I don't know. I don't know. And that is why we are called one. We are all one people here at One Martial Arts. That's very important to me. I'm the first one to grab a mop and mop that floor, and then I'll hit the walkie-talkie and somebody get the bathrooms. Always. I'm not big on control and command. Control and command leadership is based upon one person's ego. And look through it historically. Every, every, every dictatorship, anarchy, every, everybody who's ever behaved that way eventually topples because it is not what I believe as human beings were meant to do. As human beings, we were meant to get along. We we're meant to love each other. We we're meant to cooperate. That's the better part of us. But the yin to the yang, we know what humans are, are capable of doing. And that's sad. And we're all capable of that. We are. We're all capable of that. The question is, do you believe enough in yourself to walk this path and stumble and fumble and get up every day and try to be a better version of yourself? Can you do that? Do you have enough security 
within yourself and confidence to not take it personal when some kid disobeys you on the floor. Doesn't that disobey? You don't have to obey me. I don't have to obey anybody. What's up with that? Obeying stuff, right? Think about that. And that's not egotistical. That's, that's what I believe we're here to do, be the best versions of ourselves. And that requires a lot of courage, doesn't it? Doesn't it? On both sides. Thank you, Ricardo. Kids Love Life Skills has transformed my class. Thank you, sir. Ooh, David's getting ready for renovations and have to close for two weeks. How would you frame it to the parents? Good, okay. Now, okay, David, much better. All right, David. So the first thing I'm gonna say as a consumer, you're closed for two weeks. What about the two weeks of classes I'm missing? So that would be the more important thing. More than anything, they'll happily love the renovations. They'll love that you closed, but my thing as a consumer, are you moving my expiration date by two weeks? Are you offering classes in the park? Are you going to do them virtual? What do you do for that two-week period to make sure my kid is still in the groove, learning, growing, being the best version of themselves? What are you doing? I believe that's the more. I would make sure that's in place first, David, before I make any kind of announcement. So tell me, what's your strategy for that? What's your strategy? What's up, Ivan? Conrad, we earn respect, not demand it. Yeah. That is not how I grew up. You respect your elders, da, 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 da. right? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was demanded. Respect was never earned. It was demanded. It was demanded. But as I got older, many things of my father did, he earned that respect through his hard work. You know, my father stuck by us when my, when my mom had left. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things my father did that I respect a lot, a lot. Yeah, Steph says... The classes spanned last week of August and first week of September, which runs into Labor Day. So many are on vacation. Okay. But again, I would have that contingency plan in place, David. So if anybody does say, hey, I'm losing two weeks, what are you going to do about that? Okay. Steph, I would do a 50% month so I could focus on renovation and then move them all along at the same time. Cool. What's up, Tim? My brother, Tim Louie. We grew up together in the martial arts. That is why we chose the time frame. Yeah, I think it's a good one, David. But again, out of consideration for people, I would just have that in, into position. I know you're closed for Labor Day weekend. That's what, three days? That's four days there, right? In the previous week, you're, yes, a lot of people are on vacation. Again, just have a great contingency plan in place. We're closing for two weeks. Those of you who are missing classes, you may make them up. When we reopen, we're going to do three workshops, which equal the two classes you were missing, 45 minutes, 45 minutes, 90 minutes, you know, that type of thing, right? That type of thing. Cool. David, the problem with 50% that it runs different months. I figured a prorate September. You could do that too, right? You can do anything you want, David. The key thing is, again, if you're customer-centric, if you're service-based, then you're going to think of how do I take care of the two weeks people are missing, right? It's my choice to close and renovate, not theirs, not theirs, right? And we got camp going out there. Can you hear it? Can you hear camp? Yeah. I like the workshop to make up time and trade. Yeah, that one's a great one, I think. Right. Just set them up, structure them out Saturday afternoon, one to three, whatever that requires. But as long as you offer something to compensate for those two weeks, fewer people will be less likely to 
to want to, you know, um, demand money back or, or, or be disgruntled, right? The bottom line is they're losing two weeks of classes. What are you doing to make up for that? And as long as you have a contingency plan in place, I don't think it'll be a problem. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you like the workshop. All right. So we're just about done, Marco. You know, I'm going to do a couple of plugs here. Yeah, again, I have a great podcast that's out there now. Success Never Sleeps is on a podcast, so you can watch it at your leisure. I also have Mindful Meditation with me, Brandon Bleaser. You know me. I've been called the master of the mindset. I'm constantly mastering this, mastering this, because I learned I fought for 20 years. This will only get me so far. If I don't have this and I don't have this, I don't have anything. So I'm always trying to cultivate a more positive mindset, a more service-based mindset, a more balanced, peaceful mindset. So mindful meditations, it's on podcasts now. You don't have to be there with me at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Listen to it on a podcast. Cool? So you got that. And if you can leave me a review for Success Never Sleeps, I know Marco would appreciate that. We all would. So, and if you want to grow your business, right? I've taken people from 10K to 50K a month. It's not a big deal, but what it's more about is teaching you to live from purpose and be happier personally, professionally, relationship-wise, and always possible. Only 99 bucks a month. The next couple months, we're working on rotating curriculum. Do, please. If you want to be a part of that, Marco put it in the comments, get signed up. And of course, it's time life change. We sold out 20 spots, so that four days looking good, but we have seven more spots for the four-day experience. Ask Jason Smith. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing. Because it is an experience of personal development. It is an experience of visualization, cultivating your version of success. That's why my whole mantra is live whose best life? Not mine, your best life. And that's the art of what I do. Through discovery, through experiences, I help you discover your version of success. And that's what's really cool. That's what's really, really cool about that. So we have seven spots left for the four-day experience. We also have the two-day and the one-day. Take a look at that as well. Cool? All right. All right. So who's going to win today? Marco, who's our winner of one month of mentoring? We're in rotating curriculum. Great time to come aboard. Who is our winner, Marco? I'm looking at my phone I, and, and I'm walking in a circle. That's crazy. The, the delay from Zoom to Facebook is huge, huge. So who's our winner today, Marco? Today's winner is Steph Gilbert. Yay, Steph. Give her some love, everybody. Give her some love, love, love. In the word of the Beatles, all we need is love. Bum, bum, ba, da, da. Or Dionne Warwick, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's all about love for me because every day I wake up, I live in love or I live in fear. That's the yin, that's the yawn. Love. Patience, tolerance, understanding, forgiveness, compassion, fear, ego, envy, jealousy, prejudice, insecurity. As human beings, we're capable of both. And as a small business owner who has to wake up every day and make or break it, I want to live on the side of love. It's more fun. I'm happier. 
and I'm more effective in achieving my version of success. Cool? So I want to thank everybody for being here today, especially my team, Marco, Letitia over at Kids Love Life Skills, Amy, Crescango, the whole team there. We're making it happen. You want to be a part of something amazing in character development? Come join us at Kids Love Life Skills. And thanks for managing the show today again, Marco. To all of you, thank you for the great input. Thank you for the great questions. Thank you for the collective. That's why we are one. Make no mistake, we are one. Cool? All right. I am Brandon Beliso. Thank you to all my sponsors. What is it? Mystudio.app, kidsoflifeskills.com, lcaccounting.com, and marketmuscles.com. I hope that's right, because I know you need that for the podcast, Marco. Maybe I, I should learn what people's web URLs are, huh? All right. Hey. I am Brandon Beliso. Thank you to everybody. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Mm -hmm.